2: On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one of those to share, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Lou Rodriguez and Chris Skominiak, Lou is the organizer for Local Number 22, Plumbers and Steamfitters, while Chris serves as the training coordinator for Local 22. Guys, thanks for coming in.
1: Good morning. Thank, Thank you. you.
2: Lou, let's start with you. It's in the name, Plumbers and Steamfitters, so what is it that you guys do?
0: Well, thanks for asking the question. We actually are Plumbers and Steamfitters. We actually build buildings and put systems in for facilities. Um, it's pretty straightforward what, it, what we end up doing. Um, our organization, we are the local area union for the Plumbers and Steamfitters HVAC Service Techs in Western New York. Um, we are part of a bigger organization, which is the United Association. We have uh, over 363,000 members with the UA, um, and it's Canada, United States, Australia, Ireland. So we're a much larger organization, but we are just one small chapter of that larger organization located in Western New York.
2: And I get the plumbing part, but for some, the, the steam fitters, how, how does that fit in? Is that, is that kind of the same thing, or how is that different?
0: It's kind of the same thing in in some ways. I mean, we're obviously putting piping systems in together still. Um, as far as what those systems are, that's more of on the heating side of things, uh, the cooling side of things. Chris, would you have anything you'd like to add to that?
1: Yeah, yeah the, the steam fitter, there's, there's a few other areas uh, that expand into beyond... Plumbing plumbing actually requires a lot of licensing and credentialing, where the steam fitters um, don't necessarily have those restrictions that they have to fall under with municipalities and local uh, laws. Um, a lot a lot more welding takes place in the steam fitter trade than in the plumbing trade, but both do incorporate welding. So that that would be the biggest difference. They handle a lot more uh, specialized systems as far as the piping aspects that are more diverse than maybe a, a, a chemical process processing plant or. Uh, different facilities of that nature that would get into some different specialized systems. So a, a little bit different, but they, they both handle piping systems. Is
2: there a certain kind of training or amount of training that's required?
1: Well, yeah, both, both um, all of our trades, all three trades actually, um, currently we run a five-year apprenticeship program for all of our trades, and they're, each one uh, specifically follows a different curriculum path, but all three are a five-year program.
2: Lou, how does one go about getting into the union? Obviously, you have to have an ability uh, on some level to do these things, right? First of all.
0: Yes. um, The the best way to get in is through the apprenticeship program. It's the easiest, most efficient path. Um, We end up recruiting from different different avenues, Um, a lot of the trade schools uh, in the area, the BOCES, the area community colleges, the Alfred States, the the McKinley's plumbing program and HVC program. Those are just to name some of the few organizations that we'll reach out to and, and let them know that we're there. Um, as far as, that's probably the, the, the best path for getting into the organization.
2: And as far as how these apprentice programs work, I'm guessing it's similar to student teaching where you observe someone actually teaching in a classroom setting. Somebody actually who's going along uh, will join you on uh, doing either the plumbing or the steam fitting or whatever else that you guys are constructing, right?
0: Yeah, so As far as uh, the two of us here do instruct also as well. Um, So, yeah, we we are in the classrooms with the apprentices and and, and, and instructing the apprentices and making sure they get the the proper skills and knowledge they need to succeed out in the uh, field with working with journeymen out in the field. So they're actually in the classroom and spending time in there and, and learning the craft, the, the curriculum that they are set upon, whether it's a plumber or steam-fitter program or HVAC service tech, and then they take those, those learning experiences in the classrooms and translate it in the field, work with a, a qualified German mechanic to teach them to follow through on the, the actual hands-on skills.
2: As far as the qualifications for an apprenticeship, uh, do you have to be a certain age, have a certain amount of educational background, or work in the field?
1: Yeah, there are certain requirements. Um, you know, under state law, we have to be aware that we can't have any individuals under the age of 18 on a construction site. So we do have to have that as a requirement to enter the program. We will accept applications from individuals that are under the age of 18, but they would have to be 18 at the time that basically they're offered employment. Um, and other other things we look for is, you know, there's a lot of traveling involved as far as sites being covered all over the eight counties of Western New York that we serve. So people have to have transportation to get to those sites. So both a reliable source of transportation and a driver's license um, are definitely something we look for. And it would be a requirement more or less to be able to get someone to those job sites. You know, bus lines don't always get to the areas we're at. And same thing with, you know, Uber or some other transportation methods might not be the best methods to get to these sites. So we look for that. Um, And also we do Testing that uh, an individual has to pass certain test levels, uh, we use that as a pass-fail mark. And once that, that takes place, an interview happens for each individual that applies, and that once all that is complete, someone enters the eligibility uh, pool, basically. Um, from there, once we decide how many individuals we're going to bring in each year, we'll select from that eligibility pool the top applicants in that, that pool.
2: You're listening to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN, talking with a couple of gentlemen, uh, with local number 22, plumbers and steamfitters, organizer Lou Rodriguez, and training coordinator Chris Grominiak. And one of the things I've talked about with a, a bunch of other people uh, that deal in the trades, the industry as a whole, especially in western New York, really has a shortfall of people doing that kind of skilled work that you guys do. So are, are you also finding that first I guess we should establish?
1: Well, absolutely. We are seeing that that problem. Um, it's it's definitely something. I think a lot of uh, a lot of people are looking back, saying, "How did we get to this point?" Now we're trying to figure out how to how to fill that deficit and that need. So it's it's definitely we're seeing a movement not only in our own organization but a lot of other organizations and training entities to try and recover that that gap that's been created. So yeah, I, I think there's a movement overall to try and correct that.
2: And certainly, what uh, also kind of fits in with that. So much buildup now going on, especially in the city of Buffalo, but you guys do work certainly well beyond just the city, I would imagine.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, we are all over the place, not just in Buffalo area, but, yeah. Our, our counties, I mean, like I said, we just talked about in the beginning there, we, you know, we, we cover eight counties in western New York alone. Um, we do end up traveling out of the area, too, if need be. It just the work, is, the work is there, so... Yes.
2: And getting back to the apprentice program itself, how long is it? Uh, Is this, is this uh, similar to a, like, you you know, you think of a college, either a two or a four-year program, if you will. Uh, Is there something similar for uh, your line of work?
1: Yeah. Our programs are established as a five-year program. Um, As long as the individual is doing everything that's required, they will be able to maintain that five-year path. Sometimes individuals have to take a leave or something, which may extend that out a little bit, but, you know, that's something that's typically not a a standard uh, situation that's going to be typical to a a program or an applicant we see go through the process. The the program over that five-year course each year has advancements so it's broken into basically annual segments. Those advancements then occur each year as far as pay rate, their level of training, um, expectations as well as their job performance because this is a, a Apprenticeship is a situation where you're going to have hands-on learning happening in the field. Um, the th- key thing to remember is we're employing people at the same time while they're learning, so they're out in the field doing hands-on training side-by-side, being mentored by a journey person, and then attending training classes for related instruction at night at our training center. And you just touched on
2: wages. Uh, what would be a starting wage for, for an apprentice?
0: The, the starting wage for a first-year apprentice currently right now is sixteen forty an hour. So it's a it's a decent amount of money for a first year apprentice.
2: Makes me wish I had a little bit more mechanical inclination. That's for sure. Cause that's <laughs> more than I'm making here. Oh, and you touched on it a little bit uh, how they're able to advance to the next level. Obviously, performance part of it. Learning what they can do.
1: Right. So we look for in the related instruction that takes place. Some of the related instruction is going to be hands-on based in the in the training center. Some is classroom-based. The majority is classroom-based. And there's going to be tests, quizzes, homeworks, things that you would find in a normal training program, you know, whether it's college or high school or vocational program, there's usually got to be some kind of benchmark or guidance to to gauge the learning. So there will be, there are certain things that have to be met as far as grade requirements. There's also hours requirements that have to be met for the -the on-the-job training portions and specific hours in activities that they'll have to do on the job.
2: And you had mentioned at the start uh, some of the schools with which you're affiliated, then you do some of this work. Uh, but is are, are they the same places where these apprentices would actually attend the schools for these programs, or are there separate places where they would go?
1: All our all our classroom training, our related instruction training, takes place at our facility at 120 Gardville Parkway in West Seneca. Um, that, that is our sole training source as far as uh, we, we really don't have any exterior sources that we use for training where we send people to a remote site. We will bring in uh, external training entities as far as vendors or manufacturers or anyone that can add specific value to the training. But the majority of our training is being conducted by our own members in-house that are actually coming in out of the field every day and teaching at night so they actually you know understand what it takes to do the job and can relate that to the apprentice. And I
2: think people have um, a Big impression that this is a male-dominated field. Women working within the uh, local, right now?
0: Absolutely, we do have women in the field. Um, it, it's it's we're making an effort to try to get more ladies to come in and apply and, and get into the into the industry. It's a it's a physically demanding task a job, um, but we absolutely welcome the ladies to come in and put applications. We do have some great. Women that are working for Local 22 right now, leaders in, in the industry, foremen, um, good mentors. Um, the apprenticeship has ladies through the program as well, uh, the future leaders of Local 22, absolutely.
2: So, thanks. And just to restate, if you would, for people who may have missed it at the top, people who have an interest in this apprenticeship program, how do they apply? Would
1: you like that? Uh, applications are available Um, On Tuesdays of the month, first Tuesday is for a plumber application, second Tuesday is for the steam fitter application, and third Tuesday for an HVAC service technician application. And those are available at at the 120 Gardenville Parkway location uh, from the hours of 9 to 6 on those days.
2: And anything else that you gentlemen wanted to uh, throw out there for people that they might need to know?
1: I think the biggest thing is to make sure people are aware of the opportunity that is available and that that it is something that if anyone has an interest in the trades, any of the three trades we offer, whether it's plumber, steam fitter, HVAC, that we would encourage them to stop by and and fill out an application or at least stop by and ask some questions, make a phone call, see what we're about, check out our website, um, just do their research, get familiar with uh, different trades. We're not the only trade in town. Very good.
2: Well gentlemen, thank you very much. I'm glad to help get
1: the word out for you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Lou Rodriguez, organizer for Local Number twenty two, Chris Graminiac, who is training coordinator local number twenty two of Plumbers and Steamfitters. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio nine thirty, WBEN